I V M. Life in urban India isn't easy. Water shortages make the news every other day. The food we eat is adulterated and is in fact laced with toxic elements. Traffic snarls are getting worse, and apparently, just by breathing the air in Delhi, each person is smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Welcome to Peak Planet, a podcast that tries to provide an in-depth perspective on environmental and resource challenges that India's population faces today, and those that are likely to intensify in the coming decades. I'm your host Karthik Ganesan, a researcher at the Council on Energy, Environment, and Water, a not-for-profit policy research organization based here in New Delhi. In our first season, we deliberate with more than ten individuals: researchers, policy advocates, pollution control officials, farmers, entrepreneurs, small industry owners, each of whom is engaged in shaping the air quality and the discussion around it. As India becomes more prosperous, the disease burden that arises from lifestyle choices and non-communicable ailments has increased. and air pollution is on top of that list the global burden of diseases attributes more than 1.1 million deaths in 2016 to air pollution it is the second most important risk factor to overall mortality burden of the country after women and child nutrition deficit we broadcast this to you from the smoky gas chamber that delhi has become that's not what i'm calling it that's what the supreme court called it in 2015 delhi is india's largest metropolis with an ever increasing appetite for mobility real estate travel sits adjacent to the largest dust bowl in india and has no abating influences of a coast and a unique problem of seasonal burning in the neighboring state and last but not the least a winter that descends like a pall of gloom over the city state delhi is where the debate is the most heated and we start our mornings looking at the aqi the air quality index that the government came up with to categorize the state of air in our city for the uninitiated between 50 and 70% of the days in the year are either in the poor or severe category and delhi rarely ever sees a good air quality day it takes time but slowly they do get it slowly they do get it and i think from we've been working i have been personally working on this issue for the last 6 years in delhi um i know others have been for a longer time but i think there's been a huge shift in public perception even in the last 6 years barun agarwal is the ceo of breathe easy solutions a company that provides customized solutions to individuals and companies for improving indoor air quality 6 years ago people thought i was crazy talking about air pollution they literally thought i had lost my marbles i was trying to sell a clean air something that was invisible pollution was invisible and they thought i was crazy but today there are movements out there there's collectives uh, out there there's groups of citizen movements out there there's organizations out there that are working towards clean air people are talking about it from a policy perspective it's not clear what needs to be done for sh- and to fix the problem completely i don't think we're on the right track just as yet to fix the problem but i believe that given the right intention given the right planning with a long term plan we can actually get there I spoke to Barun about the yearly cycle of public outrage during winter months and the complacency that sets in during the summer months when the pollution levels and the concentrations of particulate matter are perceived to be not as dangerous. Particulate matter of course is a huge problem that is the number one issue today and it continues you know a lot of people will say is it better oh this year was average was 250 last year was 280 so we are better off than last year but the science is very simple Zero uh, to ten micrograms per cubic meter on PM two point five exposure is very good from a health perspective. Ten to twenty five, your the the curve from a health impact perspective is extremely steep. And after twenty five, all the way till five hundred, the curve flattens. It's like a plateau. 
So whether my exposure is 300 micrograms or 250 or even 50, the marginal difference from a health perspective is very small. It's marginal. Whereas only when you get under 25 and get to 10, you start seeing the true impacts from a health perspective of, of better health. So is Bombay better than Delhi? Sure it is. But is it good? Absolutely not. Because marginally, if I'm 50 in Bombay and 150 in Delhi, my health impact is nearly the same. In such an atmosphere then, what is it that people are doing to protect themselves? A variety of solutions are available to curb the adverse health effects in the short term. Sales of air purifiers in India are growing at the rate of 30% per annum. But the absolute numbers don't really give any faith in them. We sell more than 30 lakh cars when we sell only 3 lakh of these air purifiers. Look away from the numbers and on the streets, you will see a majority of people walking around without any protection of any sorts. This is a stark contrast to the streets of Shanghai or Beijing, where every resident nearly is wearing a mask to guard themselves against air pollution. The general feeling within the, the public at large, right? You go to other countries in Asia and you'll see people wearing masks even when the air is way better than it is here in India. And in India, people will very rarely will you see anybody wearing a mask to protect themselves. Now, why is that? That's a question I have struggled with. I mean, why is it that we Indians feel that we don't need to wear a mask? We are fine. We grew up in this. We've lived here all our lives and it hasn't affected us. They don't understand is that it's a cumulative effect. The more pollution that goes into your lungs, the more damaged your lungs get. And once 70% of your lungs get damaged, there's no returning back. So if you can stop it for even eight hours or 16 hours a day, it's better. But the long term, we have to fix the outdoors. You know, you can't live your lives sitting indoors in closed spaces. And what are we doing to fix the outdoors? We reside in a dystopian world where large-scale air purifiers, vacuum cleaners, if you will, industrial sprayers are at work to bring down particulate matter while people go around doing what they would otherwise. The air purifiers in Delhi are aptly named Vayu, Wind Augmentation Purifying Units. There is symbolism in everything that we do. I actually, I have, to, I have to make this statement. If allowed, I would not sell an air purifier for open spaces because I think it's a disservice to the taxpayer's money by putting an air purifier in open spaces. I don't want to waste my money, which is taxpayer's money, in putting air purifiers in open spaces. You put, people don't understand. And, you know, I saw this article about an, the, an air purifier that treats some uh, 1.2 crore liters of air per day. And uh, when I run the math, when you look at 1.2 crore liters per day and you run the math and you look at it, how many CFM that is, that air purifier is what I would use to treat a building which is about 30 to 40,000 square feet. And you would think about how many buildings are there in Delhi and the volume, the air shed, what we call the air shed of Delhi NCR is 100 times larger than the number of buildings or maybe even a thousand times larger than the number of buildings that are there. To, to treat that volume of air, you would need more than 10,000 of those machines. Much more than that number also. To understand how we got to this state of affairs in the first place, we spoke to Jayashree Nandi from the Hindustan Times. Jayashree has been covering environmental issues in India for over a decade and has spent the last few years in Delhi. I asked Jayashree when and how air pollution entered the realm of public discourse and how the debate has evolved since then. So I think levels, uh, so levels went down after the CNG order came, uh, Supreme Court basically saying CNG for public transport. Uh, we saw, I have seen this graph uh, being displayed in various places where you see 
the levels coming down and then in the 2000s again going up so 2000 um uh, 2010 onwards the levels started peaking again and 2013 2012 13 onwards we started covering this beat very regularly because as reporters we realized the levels are quite high compared to the standard uh, compared to the national standard but i think what happened was the 2014 who air quality database which said that delhi has the highest pollution level in the world you know brought this huge momentum to the entire uh, entire issue what happened was the political uh, you know the the government uh, started reacting editors got interested in the issue we started covering the issue every day so we were looking at the levels every day to see okay what is it like today is it a smoggy day uh, is the level okay so you know doing it regularly started 2014 onwards we used to do general reporting on i remember 2013 uh, you know we would we would talk to experts do a general story and you know basically say okay maybe vehicles are but now we have much more information so like i was telling you that 2014 onwards what changed was there was a, this information boom we have law we the the government launched the aqi air quality index so which means you have you would have color coded data every day and that's something that appeals to both journalists and people immediately because you can see the peaks with the reds going up and greens coming down so which means it's a very bad day or a severe air day and you would immediately jump into the story so we do you know more specific stories now and uh, you know that that has i think helped a lot to you know sort of talk about the movement and get specific uh, issues addressed the increased media coverage has made the reality of the crisis inescapable and has raised the levels of public awareness and concern a survey conducted by asar social impact advisors across 17 cities in the country in november 2018 found that a third of all respondents accessed air quality information sometimes however for those in the 18 to 25 age group they almost sought information always and nearly half the respondents believe that air pollution is the top environmental factor affecting human health so there is some awareness after all all this is great but within government circles there's still hesitance to accept air quality actually impacts health and that there's no conclusive evidence that air pollution causes death in india so things are much better and in fact there's lot of conversation on health impacts which was not happening earlier one of the reasons was that the government was kind of uh, you know it still it still doesn't acknowledge that uh, that air pollution can lead to deaths uh, and it is an indirect contributor to mortality uh, so so you you may have noticed how uh, you know to the parliament question the answer is that uh, the indian conditions are very different we don't have any long term health study for india so we cannot use the health studies done abroad to come at uh, you know health conclusions for india but if you talk to any expert uh, you know in fact we we are much more probably much more vulnerable to health impacts than other countries simply because our poverty levels are so high and population is so high so that still i think that's still a roadblock if you if you look at what kind of action is being taken the government is still kind of skeptical of acknowledging that air pollution is a leading factor for mortality and cardiovascular complications keeping the issue of air pollution on the front pages of our newspapers and making it a constant in public memory will ensure that it makes its way into the political campaign speeches news outlets have a very important role to play here 
However, the media's hunger for sensational breaking news means that air pollution is invariably regulated to a marginal space. There's an evident loss in momentum and coverage during the so-called off-season. Not reporting on pollution levels throughout the year risks normalizing high levels of AQI. We need to ensure that AQI in the range of 100 to 150 is not acceptable or even celebrated. Any of you listening outside of Delhi, this is as much of a problem in your city as well. The situation in rural India is as bad and with no monitoring, we have little understanding of what the people are breathing in the countryside. Editorially, there's a discussion on what makes a good story and how would you approach that story. Often it is data-driven. And, you know, the levels are so high in winter that the summer levels appear to be comparatively better. Having said that, it definitely is still is a story. And, uh, you know, uh, summer is the time when you would also do stories on how you're preparing for winter. Mm. So the the nature of stories probably change. And in fact, this time we are going to do many more stories on the National Clean Air Program uh, because we uh, because I personally, uh, you know, is not I'm not very convinced about how it's going to be implemented uh, and whether they have a compliance strategy at all or not. We asked Jayashree what it would take to keep the discussion at this level of intensity throughout the year. Data. Data. See, uh, see, one of the main reasons for not doing these stories, personally for me, is because I don't have any data. I don't see any data on the CPCB website and there's very little information on critically polluted areas, mm. uh, especially uh, the mining areas, um, th- areas with a higher number of thermal power plants. Uh, we don't know what's happening to what's happening in Singroli, what's happening in Korba. Uh, we, uh, I mean, it's very difficult to approach these stories even for smaller cities. I mean, it's just that we have this idea that Delhi is the most polluted because Delhi has more than 30 monitoring stations. So you're like, you have data all the time and you know what's happening here. You don't know what's happening elsewhere. I would really think that the regional media has huge potential to make this a public movement. We spoke to Rohit Halbe, a resident of Hinjewadi in Pune, who is a part of an active community effort that is attempting to address air quality for a large community of 1 lakh residents. I think the the reason I got involved with waste management was because I would um, I would see from my apartment um, pretty much uh, everywhere uh, waste being burned and smoke rising. Um, so um, I think the waste management was kind of my initial involvement with Hirwa because uh, when I first learned about Hirwa, uh, which stands for Hinzavari IT Residents Welfare Association, uh, who were working uh, uh, working with authorities trying to get this waste management issues resolved, um, I started working with them, and as as we started um, making more progress on um, on trying to find solutions for um, for this waste management, we started to realize that actually uh, we could be looking at a much larger issue um, in terms of air pollution. What really startles me is that um, I live in a area called Hinjavari, which is which is a a special economic zone IT park. Um, so it's I think it's like one of the top ten IT parks in in India. I think its uh, revenue is close to 5.9 or 6 billion dollars per year, with most of the major IT firms like Wipro, Infosys, um, 
Tata Consultancy Services, TCS, Mindtree, many, many giants having their uh, big um, offices and uh, there's no waste treatment plant. So which kind of really, you know, uh, it's an, it's a serious issue. I mean, where's all that money going on? Going where's that that money going? Now this is amazing that a group of people have actually pieced together the issues and have zeroed in on waste burning as a key issue. We've actually provided Hirwa with about five low cost pollution monitors to help increase awareness around air quality in various pockets across the residential community, the schools, and the business areas. But what is the success that they've seen with all these interventions? What we have been able to do as an RWA is that definitely we've been able to put air pollution on one of the top priorities that need to happen. Um, So the whole NCAP program, I think uh, we've been able to take that across um, to to the right stakeholders. Um, However... um, from an impact perspective, I don't think that has taken off. Um, we are not seeing any uh, any decisions being made which are at that level that could reduce the pollution. At some point, um, everything kind of stops at some at, at a place where nobody is really taking ownership of this. Um, the NCAP uh, program that was that came out um, uh, did start um, the ball rolling again uh, with with the authorities where they started calling us for meetings. Uh, but then again, it would be just sitting in a room and talking about an action plan, but really not coming out and implementing it. Um, I think that's where we are still struggling. The first thing that we decided to do um, as a as a welfare association was to target the schools because what we realized um, because there is a school in our community and what we realized is that our schools are much more polluted than our residential communities because um, the even the, the culture of residents dropping their kids in the school then um, our schools being overcrowded so a lot of school buses which uh, are mostly all pretty much diesel um, uh, emissions um, so if you if you look at the school you pick any school you can pick any school in delhi and uh, you will probably notice when you go and drop a child, you will notice that yes, there's there is a lot of uh, pollution there, and so our simple thing to the to these agencies, I mean, simple request to these agencies was that we need to have a simple advisory for schools, where if the air quality is bad, we just need them to postpone their. Um, activities um, by maybe like one or two hours. Um, I mean, the advisory has to go to the schools. And what we found was there is really no no such system. I mean, there's, there's really no way to uh, get hold of all the schools um, in a particular area and send an advisory. Um, and what we thought is like, well, I mean, if, if government agencies cannot do that, I mean, how do we expect any action plan? 
coming out from um, from an authorized agency at a larger scale. The meetings that we had basically was uh, to target the schools, and that's where that's how it started with getting the AQI device for our schools, so that uh, that could be a, um, an example. And then we have 1,200 schools in Pune, so we have a few other organizations who work with the schools. And if we can get this going, then maybe uh, we we can tap into the network of all these 1,200 schools and uh, spread the awareness about um, air quality. Um, and I think that that is something that we are trying to see if uh, would be a better way of uh, spreading the awareness. This conversation has not been the highlight of my day. The consequences of prolonged exposure to polluted air are severe. And as a father of a three-year-old, this conversation has left me anxious and worried for her health. Coping with the situation by buying air purifiers and going on vacations are not options available to the majority of the people living in big cities. What options exist for those who can't afford to clean the air they breathe? Do you mask or do you think about it? No, I was wearing it in the cold. Which mask were you wearing? Do you know where you bought it? I bought it from the shop. Yes. 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 I thought it was a lot of pollution. Then, when I was going to the shop, I was going to the shop. I was going ब्लैक ब्लैक टाइप का कुछ आता था तभी से पहना ऐसा जब हम जैसे लाइसेंस वगैरह रिन्यू कराने जाते हैं तब वहाँ पे बताया जाता है कि मार्क्स पहनना बहुत जरूरी है आजकल के टाइम में क्योंकि पोल्यूशन बहुत ज्यादा है और रोड पे भैया ये जो सारे साइंस होते हैं जो बताते हैं कि आज प्रदूषण का नेहरू प्लेस में भी है दो तीन जगह पर देखा है That was Pavan Kumar. He has been driving an auto in Delhi for the last four years. When he started throwing up black phlegm last winter, he decided to pick up a 50 rupee mask from a street vendor to protect himself as best as he could. There is no immediate solution to this crisis and that is clear. We need to do much more to minimize the health impact and that is also clear. There is no easy solution, but I would say, especially when the numbers are really high outside, if we have a good program which creates awareness, you know, there's a, a an awareness program or a program which actually puts a flag out in every area of the city saying, if it's red, it's a bad day. If it's orange, it's a, a mediocre day. And if it's green, it's a good day, something like that. And when it's a red day, then perhaps even those people, and you can wear a mask. Um, now, there are masks which start at 20 rupees going up to 2,000 rupees. And it's not necessary that you have to buy a 2,000 rupees mask. Even a 20 rupee mask can do enough protection during those absolute peak hours when one is outside. And that's the key. The key is to minimize your exposure to particulate matter for it to go into your lungs. So wearing a 20 rupee mask, if it protects me for those three hours when I'm outdoors, or even if I'm out for the whole day, if I can wear it for even half that time, because it is somewhat uncomfortable to wear it for a very long period of time. But if I can wear it as long as possible, then it reduces the impact. The amount of that particulates that goes into my lungs reduces, and that's the end goal. The poor man cannot cope with air pollution easily. 
It is the responsibility of the state to take it on and help the people breathe clean air. Things are not falling into place and not giving me a sense or picture of how it's going to suddenly re reduce by 30, 20 to 30 percent. If I have that sense, then I'm going to be confident about saying that, okay, if not 20 percent, 10 percent, definitely. But, but if it happens, then, I mean, there's still time in between. Uh, they can still have a strategy and uh, still show us on how these different sources are going to be monitored and, uh, you know, sort of addressed to arrive at this number. The road ahead is not entirely clear. What is clear, though, is that each one of us must demand and assert our right to clean air. Maybe together then we can prove Jayashree wrong. And that's it for this episode. Uh, in the upcoming episodes, we unpack the data on air pollution across the country and the institutional roadblocks in making real progress. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Barun Agarwal, Jayashree Nandi and Rohit Halbe uh, for being on the first episode of Peak Planet. Peak Planet is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify and on other platforms where you get your podcasts. You can know more about our work at uh, cew.in or follow us on social media at cewindia. Hello everyone, welcome to Tech Careers in the New, the new podcast series presented by Accenture and I'm your host Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay. In this podcast series, we'll get you the latest and greatest in the world of technology that's shaping the future of business as we know it. We're talking intelligent platforms, cloud, AI, blockchain, extended reality and a whole lot more. Every fortnight on Wednesdays, we'll have for you a hot topic with expert speakers from Accenture talking about top trends in the space, how these are changing the world and creating growth across industries. And more importantly, we'll tell you how you can learn more, build your skills and expertise to grow and stay relevant in your career. Episodes out on the IVM podcast app or wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.